What up, Whiskey Ginger fans? Welcome back to the show. I am in New York for this episode with Dan Soder. Sodies. Love Dan Soder so much. So very funny, man. One of the greatest I've seen do it live. He's incredible. Go check him out on the road right now. Check my special out. Cheeseburger, it's available right now on Netflix. Tell a friend, spread the word. Everyone you know should have enjoyed a burger by now. Enough rambling from me. Let's go to the episode. In here, we pour whiskey, 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 whiskey. Oh, that creature in the ginger beard. Sturdy ginger. Like vampires, the ginger gene is a curse. Gingers are beautiful. You owe me $5 for the whiskey and $75 for the horse. Gingers are hell no. This whiskey is excellent. Ginger. I like gingers. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Whiskey Ginger. My guest today is one of my favorite people on earth. I say that for all my guests, but I mean it once again today. It's the return of Dan Schroeder. Thanks for being on the show, baby boy. Hattrick episode. This is the Hattrick episode. Hat-trick. That's right. Sometimes you got to do it, baby. Hattrick episode. Throw the octopi. What's the octopi? Is it octopi? Uh, that's, yeah, that's the Red Wings. Throw the octopi. Uh, toss them on. Which, God, dude, you work at that. You work at Joe Louis Arena or wherever they play, and they start throwing those, <laughs> the guy gets a hat trick. You're like, Ugh. Come on. Uh, or bringing an octopus in. Well, that was my whole thing because, uh, you know, like in, an, in any LA game, they're crazy restrictive because people have guns. Yeah. So like you can't bring shit and you, they have to have clear purses at all of our events. So like if you go to the SoFi is the same as Dodger Stadium, same as Staples, the requirements is women have to have clear bags. That's a lot of places. Yeah. Oh, you do? Do you have to do that out here? Yeah. Clear I bags. I think that's most stadiums. Well, how the fuck do they get in with like an octopus and all that bullshit? They don't throw it away. They just let them do I think it. They, I wonder if they show it to them and they're like, all right, don't walk through the metal detector with it. You just have to be like. Yeah. Run it through the machine. Here's hope. I'm hoping. <laughs> Imagine leaving with an octopus if there's no hat trick and you're like. Oh. Uh, at dinner, I guess. Just at your hand. You're like, anyone want calamari? Right, and you're like putting your wife's purse. Like, can you can carry this, please? <laughs> or just putting it on her and being like, "This stinky bitch." <laughs> this is it's not the octopus. Stinky bitch. By this the way, did you get uh, coffee in there, or is it just pure cream, dude? So I found out. This Duncan problem. always over creams. By the way, a disrespectful amount. Yes. What is going on? Whenever but I, I go, kind of. There's part of me that is like. Cheers. <laughs> yeah, because you'll go in a busy Dunkin' Donuts and people are just screaming at them and be like, can I get coffee with cream? And they're like, I'll give you cream. <laughs> and then you get this and you go, fuck. Because when I do it on the app, I'll, I'll do only two creams and it comes perfect. See, I say one all the time because I because it's almost two is too many still for me. I mean, dude, I don't. this is like six. Yeah. I've got it before where I've gone, come on, man. And they go, you've asked for coffee and cream. Yeah. And you're like, you know what I meant. Yeah, you you know what I meant, you know dude. What I, you know I meant Halle Berry. <laughs> you know I meant Halle Berry. Don't do this. Don't give me uh, what's the Don't. Fox correspondent? Uh, yeah. What was her name? Uh, uh, oh, come on, what's her name? The girl that's in, from Clueless. Oh, oh, fucking uh, Stacy Dash. Stacy Dash, you gave me Stacy Dash. Don't you Stacy Dash? Don't Stacy Dash my coffee. I don't want you to Maya Rudolph my coffee. <laughs> I want fucking Ali Berry. So good. Well, this episode will probably uh, be out before this is dictated, but we were speaking beforehand and. Uh Go Niners for you. Go Niners for dude. you. For, for me. For you, I'm only so- because I love you so much. My team has been dead. Also, what a record this year. Three wins for the Bears. Hey, yo. Yeah, you guys number one pick in the draft. 100%. I'm so happy about that. But you guys will trade. We ha- well, that's the yeah because right, everyone's going to want. But a it's good. To, but that's what I'm saying. It's it's yeah. still a good number because we've yeah, got you guys our guy. Made the dumbest trade with us years ago when you guys went and got Mitch Trubinsky. Yeah, you traded one spot 
for us. I know. And we got Solomon Thomas, and then we turned around and got another first-round draft pick. Oh, no. Yeah. But Mitch was great. The Bears, dude. Our best quality is fucking it up. You know, they're trying to fuck it up now. We talked about this before. They're trying to build a stadium out in the suburbs, and then people are still mad about it. And you're like, dude, give these guys somewhere fun to play. That doesn't take an hour and a half to get uh, How into the game. How brutal is it to get to Soldier Field? Gun in your mouth. Really? It's, dude, it stinks. There's one way in, one way out. It's right on the water. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. But it's also like, give them a place where they can play that's updated and new and dope. Everyone's got new dope stadiums. Would you? Have you been to SoFi in LA? No. We'll fuck you up. It, it is. That nice? It's, it's, well, I like it because every time the 49ers go there, it's a home game a, yeah, against the Rams <laughs> is, since dude. the Rams have a shit fan base. <laughs> um, but it they, is sad, dude. Now they're like, would you be okay with the dome in Chicago or do you want to be outside in the elements? Because a, a football purist would tell you. Uh, keep- yeah, no dome. I know. I understand. But also, I'm not a player and I don't know what's going to help them. I, I don't know. I, I still would like to see snow in Chicago during a it's game. It's the best. I think it's I think it's the way to play Soldier football. Soldier Field, Chicago, it should be cold. It yeah. should be Yeah. When when who did it outside? Was it uh the Vikings? Well, are, are they they're, they're, no, well, no, no. when their whole thing collapsed because of the snow? Right. Oh, remember? yes, that's and then right. And they built a stadium outside. I think Buffalo's outside. Yeah. It's great. Green don't Bay. Go dome. Shout out to Green Bay. Even oh. though I hate even though I hate the Packers. Never been to Lambo. You been to Lambo? It's pretty magical. I hate. Yeah. I hate to admit it. It's yeah. a, no, but you know what? I don't. I'm old enough where I don't care anymore. But it is. It's stunning. You're old enough where you can appreciate stadiums now. Well, that's yeah. When that's, you're young, you're like fuck, fuck these guys. guys, and then you go, you. This is actually. This I is could beautiful. I could have. I could see myself having a great time coming here every <laughs> week. It is. It is. It is really. It's kind of like how I felt like. The first time I saw the big house in Michigan, I have no affinity oh, for Michigan. I want to go to Ann Arbor so bad. It's I want to awesome. go to Notre Dame at Michigan. That's Ooh. the game I want to see. Yes. Have you been to Notre Dame? No, I haven't been to Notre Dame. Another banger. But Shane is so famous now that yeah. I think I'm like almost close to be just being like, hey, Shane, can we go to Notre Dame at Michigan? And he'll be like, hell yeah, dude. And we'll just be on the sidelines. Like, I think we're that 100%. close. Yeah, I think they're going to let him grab the tee next year. <laughs> yeah, dude, I'd love to see him scuttle out and grab it. <laughs> I went to Dolphins at Buffalo and was shocked at how tiny the Bill Stadium is. Yeah. On TV yeah. and in the stadium looks much larger. When you're outside, you're like, what is this, a fucking college stadium? Yeah. Looks like a D2 stadium. Right. And then you go in and you're like, oh, okay. This is... But motherfucker, those guys party. Yeah, they rage. We walk through the parking lot, we're like... And they have the... I think Chicago's different. But they have like the Midwestern, that like North, that Western New York. Like, they're fucking intense about football, but also nice. So they're like, we're going to fucking kill you. And you're like, fuck you guys. And they go, well, you know, okay. <laughs> yeah, this one lady came up to us. We were all in Dolphin stuff, rocking it for McDaniel. Because obviously I'm a 49ers fan. Go Niners. But um, we were, I was, we were all in our Dolphin shit. We're walking in the stadium. And this lady was hammered, part tailgating. And she walks over and she's like, are you guys going to leave if we're beating you by 30 at halftime? And we're all like, no, fuck that. We're staying to the end. And she goes, oh, good for you. And I go, are you going to stop watching football if you lose a playoff game to Skylar Thompson? And she goes, that's just Bill's football. <laughs> and you're like, oh, you defeated bitch. You sad, defeated bitch. She was just like, well, the God's going to shit on us anyway. <laughs> that's why yesterday when the, I don't know, we're watching this is like at the end of January, but this is the day after they just lost to the Bengals. And you just know that like, I think most NFL stadiums, you can hear the people screaming in their cars when you see them leaving the stadium. <laughs> and in Buffalo, you could just hear them being like, 
Well, they tried so damn hard. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, they're like, they've just been so a fan base. Like, like Boston was like that before 04. Like just every time they lost, they were like, no. Uh, that's it, dude. Hey, fucking, what do you want, kid? Yeah. We fucking lose. We tried, dude. Let's go get blacked out and hit somebody. So we don't know who wins, but I was saying this to um, to Kevin and H. Foley while they're, because you just, did the Had episode, the boys, yeah. Had the boys in. I said, Philadelphia isn't one of those cities where they can be the number one seed. Right. You can't. No, you can't. You, you're, uh, they need to be an underdog. You're Rocky. You got to yeah. be Rocky. Yeah. You have to be like, no one gave us a shot. Right. We got to do this for the people of... It's like when you're... It's the way... It's what happened with Boston. Boston got too good and everyone was like, we don't fuck with you anymore. Right. You can't be... You can't be... You can't go from underdog champions to being the number one hot girl at the party. Yeah. Nobody then, likes and that. And then expect us to treat you like you're still the underdog. Nah. No. But that's what happens when people get hot. You've seen someone lose a lot of weight and they get hot and mm-hmm. then they're like, no, but I'm still the underdog. And you're like, no, did you get a six pack? You're not the underdog. I know. You know what's so funny is I just was down in Austin and I went to go see Segura and those guys. Segura's in the best shape I've ever seen in my entire life. I mean, he was never like, it was never like he was crazy out of shape, but like he knew he was out of shape Yeah, and then got jacked and is like super thin. You could tell he's really tight. His arms are big. And I was like, keep this up, dude. You're going to fuck a Joe Piscopo ah, your way right Joe <laughs> it's a Joe Piscopo thing. I was just saying that to Bargetzi. Because like, Bargetzi's in shape now and he yeah. doesn't eat sugar. Uh-huh. And I'm like, dude, just get fucking yoked. Just get jacked. Yeah. Dude, Wait, he doesn't all- eat sugar? No, he was, he's like me. Like when you quit drinking, all you want to do is eat sugar. Yeah. And then you get to this point where you're like, oh, this is really bad. It is. In your 40s. Yeah, but you still eat sugar. Like a motherfucker. Yeah, please. But I'm trying not Look, to. Look, you gave up drinking. Don't give up other fun. I have to give up enough where it won't result in me losing a foot. Yeah, well, you're not you're not pre-diabetic. Dude, I don't know. But the way I eat candy. You're a daily candy guy. Dude, I told. Like if you had candy mom, for breakfast? No, no, Okay, no, you're not, not insane. Bad. But here's a great example. You know those hollow chocolate Santa Clauses? Yeah. Right? Yeah. My mom, for Christmas, put one in my stocking, put one in Katie's stocking. And then we we sent all the shit home. Uh-huh. So we got a box of stuff or whatever. There's two chocolate Santas. I fucking take one down. Whole chocolate Santa mm-hmm, done one mm-hmm. night. Katie comes out to the living room. She's like, did you eat that whole fucking chocolate Santa? I was like, yeah. Yeah. And then last night before the Cowboys Niners game, I go, I'm telling you right now, Niners win that fucking game. I mean, that chocolate, I mean, that chocolate Santa. <laughs> Santa. Then she came out. She's like, dude, you're fucking 40. You can't be eating chocolate. No, but like also that. how much longer are Christmas stuff available for? It's like, I got to eat that I before February. It, but man, you get to the bottom of that. You get to the, like biting the head off. You're like, yeah. yeah. And then you get to the bottom and you're like, I'm a piece of shit. <laughs> Once you get to his ankles, you're sad. Yeah, yeah, yeah that is true. I hate so much chocolate, chocolate on my face. My dog's trying to kiss me. I'm like, ah, fuck. It is. Yeah, it's. Eating chocolate like that is my favorite thing. That's like Easter. I get hyped for Easter now the way I used to get hyped for St. Patrick's Day. That's so fun. It's not my, f- I don't, chocolate never would, like I, candy and shit is always like, ah, I have a dessert once in a while. If you quit drinking, I 100% yeah. guarantee you. you well, I'll just start smoking or something again. I fucking quit drinking. When I drank, I was like, desserts are for children. Yeah. I'll have, so a, I'll have a nightcap. And then I quit. And Julian McCullough. I remember being on the road with Julian McCullough. This is like 12 years ago. I was still drinking. He wasn't. Right. Because he's been sober for a long yeah. time. Yeah. And he, we were at, after the show. He was like, oh, I'm going to get a carrot cake. And I was like, <laughs> a whole what cake? the fuck? You're going to eat a slice of carrot cake? Who gives a shit? And he's like, no, that's like booze to me. Because you, you, you want sugar when you quit. And I was like, that's fucking crazy. And I wrote it off. And then years later when I quit drinking, I was like, 
oh fuck, I want candy so bad. Yeah, it's so good. Katie, does Katie not drink at all? She drinks, but hang, when you hang out with when you're engaged to someone that doesn't drink, it, it's not really the opportunity doesn't come up a lot. Yeah, I guess. It, I mean, you know, well, it's also you put it away so much that it's it's out of sight, out of mind for you. Yeah, and yeah. I think that's how it is with her. Where she's like, I'm not going to get drunk around you while you're just sober especially during the pandemic she's like what am i gonna get hammered like i would go out and like get groceries and stuff and sometimes i'd pick up a bottle of wine and she's like it's kind of pointless now she has to sneak out go get hammered and sneak home yeah and then sleep on the couch i'm like why are you being so complimentary (laughs) she's like you look good you You look look, so good you look firm are you fucking doing push-ups again in the morning i'm like yeah maybe i am babe (laughs) yeah i was fucking sick that you're looking at this. do you guys ever work out together do you you, you, work out we nap together you exercise i used to you're in great shape no i'm not what really it's clothing. all smoke and mirrors. This is all clothing. Dude, I am so I'm not like uh fat, but I'm Because you're both in good shape though. You were both just skinny. Yeah. But we I hide I'm skinny fat. Uh skinny fat. That's yeah. dangerous actually. Oh, I know. Yeah. That's why I'm like, oh, fuck, I know I have to start and now that I'm I'm turning 40 in June, I'm like, I got to fucking But don't become gym obsessed. Those people make me sick. Yeah. The people that spend their entire life, play, you know, pre-portioned meals can go fuck themselves. The people that do this meal prep thing, God bless. Uh, look, there's one I think that's the only way I'll be able to stay in shape. Is pre pre-portioned meals. I have to be fed like a zoo animal. <laughs> or they're like, "Here you go, have this." And I'm like, "This is okay." Yeah. Cuz I just want to put ranch on everything and I just want to eat like I think if you if you start exercising, that supplements me not feeling bad about eating bullshit do you exercise a lot not as much as i used to but i'm a couple days a week at least yeah i used to do it every day if not every other day i would get something in i was so good at it before the pandemic what happened pandemic it fucked you up and then i just was like and then everything opened back up and i'm like not doing that i'm lucky i go to a little tiny bullshit gym near the house and nobody's really there so it's kind of like i don't ever feel like annoyed when i go when i used to go to a public gym and it would be like, you know, everyone taking up space and time. And I would immediately walk in and be like, fuck this. I don't want to be here. When I had, when I was a waiter, uh, I could only afford Planet Fitness, which is like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is like back when they were doing $5 a month. And if you got there past 3 p.m., you could not get a dumbbell because all of like the Queens high school kids. Mm-hmm. I don't know if there was like a deal for high school kids, but they would just be in there. All at day. like three. Mm-hmm. Just fucking around and talking shit but using the dumbbells and you're like oh this is pointless i guess i'll go run with the housewives (laughs) but yeah i i need a place that's completely when i was in college at arizona arizona state probably had great facilities yeah they did no that actually it was really really nice so did arizona and i was so insecure about working out there that i would go to the old bear down gym which was in the basement of this fucking place yeah it was like this grimy gross gym yeah because i didn't want to go to the nice one where all the hot girls for us it was it was separated there was like legit jacked dudes that work out and then there was a section of just like drunk guys who needed to oh really yeah yeah there was like a it was like a chunk of the room that was closest to the basketball courts that was kind of for guys who were like intermediate workout and then there was like the other side was where you would go to like that's where all the real free weights were. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like our weights only went to like 50 pounds. Yeah. They're yeah. started 75. There's at, at the University of Arizona's rec center. It got built like, I think my freshman year. So it was like brand new. Gorgeous. Nike money. They had, they had like $110 million Nike deal with the athletic department. So they built this fucking facility that was like all out in the open, all brand new equipment. Mm-hmm. And then 
the steroid use at Arizona, probably at ASU was the same. Yeah, I kind of wish it's, I did it looking back. Because it was just dudes just junked out of their mind, just on so much gear, just fucking jacked. And then there's like me with like my 35 weights being like, hey, spot, spot, help. And then I remember being like, I'm, and then gorgeous women. Yeah, 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 yeah. Just in like two Absurd. tops, just with abs and shit running with their blonde hair perfectly. I was like, dude, fuck this. Would you ever do steroids now? For like fun. I was talking to Mateo. Mateo is Mateo is like absurdly jacked. Yeah, and Mateo takes like he takes tea and then suppressants for like estrogen suppressants and then tea, which is all legal. None of this is illegal. And then he takes like a supplementary human growth hormone that's like not HGH the 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 one that's like get you. He takes one that's like a you know a little bit less invasive. There's part of me that and he feels looks like you. It's just so much upkeep. Yeah, you have, you, do do, you have to keep doing it. You have to work out. You got to yeah. eat right. I just want to be skinny. Nate Bargetti has the perfect joke about it. What? I just want to be in shape enough that you can't see my nipples through my shirt. Oh, that's so funny. That's exactly where I want to be. That's, yeah. that's my, always my Well, it depends on how hard. If my nipples sometimes get hard and they just poke through. Great. Yeah. But you know what I mean. Yeah. No, you know when I you know. can feel your shirt rest on your tits? Oh, yeah. And you can like feel it go down and you're like, I want to be, I want, I just want to be in shape enough that when I run after something or jog, I don't feel my midsection moving a oh. lot. When I feel it moving a lot, I'm like, oh no. I want to be in shape where I don't have to do this all the time. That. You know what I noticed about Stav? I even said this and we were laughing. I said, fat guys, when they stand in, st in one place, they always have to have one heel lifted up off the ground. Like they're taking a picture on instagram <laughs> once we found out about the foot point on instagram you're like damn all you bitches are lying to us they change their hips they're like look how skinny it's I such am. bullshit dude it's it's all bull it's all smoke and mirrors it is dude it's 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 impressive though how far girl girls have gone to learn all the beautiful tricks you're like wow man that is science sorcery it's, yeah it is it's, it's magic pure dude. fucking sorcery you're i mean it's insane when you see someone on social media and then like Katie's much better at spotting it than I am, where she's like, oh, that girl doesn't look like that. Like, she's got her chin out, like the angle right, up. She knows. And they, yeah, girls know that shit. Yeah. Girls can track it where they're like, they're like detectives where they touch the ground and they're like, yeah, she's got her hips turned. Smoking a cigarette. Yeah. Like, it doesn't add up. She goes, that nah. bitch is fat. That bitch is fat. You're like, what? She looks thin. She's like, could, you're a rookie. I clocked it the second I walked in. You were staring at the cake. You had your foot turned and your hips did. <laughs> right, right? Yeah. It's being in shape. I just want to be healthy enough where i can move around yeah and not die i don't yeah. need to be jacked uh, well that's a good i mean because at this age we we ran out of time a little bit being jacked at this age is weird yeah it's weird it, well 40 is still fine but 50 when i see like dads you know when i when i would see dads that are 50 and outrageously jacked i'm always like eh, so weird in shape dads with a little bit of a dad bod i was I mean, they still worked out like my dad still kind of would stay in shape enough, okay. but still had a dad body, Yeah, yeah. but it looked good enough where at a beach you were like, that dad is in good shape. Yeah. You weren't waiting to watch your dad peel off. Right. You're like, take that shirt off, dad. <laughs> dad, fucking lose the shirt. I mean, well, maybe I was. <laughs> what do you got? Your dad's like, what is this? This right here? This who, right. Who me? Who oh, me? This, this beef came right through Ellis Island. <laughs> uh. <laughs> yeah. I, I just want to be jacked enough where I can wear a t-shirt and not feel gross yeah and i feel vulnerable about just it just not feel because i think guys you're right guys in their 50s that are jacked it's unsettling mm -hmm. it's like guys that are too horny after the age of 45 yeah what are you doing what are you doing what are you doing yeah well you're you not supposed to be a fuck machine in your 50s and if you are <laughs> it's because you're broken in a way it's you're sad you're very sad yeah yeah but like this idea that's being pushed by 
namely Frank Thomas, Doug Flutie, and whoever else is in that eugenics commercial. Yeah, I can't remember. I can't remember. I'm trying to think. There's three guys that are it's in that. Flutie. Who are the three horsemen of the <laughs> of the eugenics of the <laughs> Who are the three horsemen it's of the Flutie, fuckpocalypse? Frank Thomas, and uh, I feel like it's like an old pro golfer or some bullshit who like that. Who is the third guy? <laughs> who is that? God guy? damn it. This is going to drive me nuts. <laughs> now it's going to, I have to look, look it, up. it up. But the eugenics, look it eugenics up. pro athlete spokespeople. Hey, Whiskey Ginger fans, we'll be right back. But for now, I want to talk to you about Raid Shadow Legends, the game, man. It's completely free to play. It's incredible. Millions of players, over 80 million downloads already. You should be 80 million and one. 650 completely unique champions to collect from with different factions, billions of ways to customize and build out your champions. It is a super fun game you can play on your phone that has console PC graphics that are available right on your mobile. Picking your starter champion in Raid is a big decision, but let me make it easy for you. You, there's four to pick from. There's Elhane, Athil, Gallic, and Gale. Uh, all of them are quite great and strong, but my personal favorite is Gale. He's got poisons, he's got a super strong AoE attack, and he remains super useful even after you pull more champions from shards. Stick him in your clan boss team, and he's going to do you wonders. Either way, the choice is yours. they got a ton of cool events coming up this month. There's Forge Pass Season 7. You can earn anniversary points as part of a three-month-long fourth anniversary Titan event. Incredible. Amazon Prime member, by the way, you're going to get exclusive rewards and raids right now. If you never played uh, Raid Shadow Legends, you don't know what you're missing. Um, it's incredible graphics. It's so cool. And also, living under a rock, you may not know who MMA Pro Wrestling megastar Ronda Rousey is. Well, she's incredible. She's made an exciting leap into the world of Raid with her very own champion. You can get Ronda by simply opening Raid on seven days before February 20th. That's all there is to it. And celebrate her arrival, man. You can use a special promo code Raid Ronda. Raid Ronda. Get a bunch of uh, helpful stuff for leveling up your Ronda. She's at the top of her game. To... And if you haven't started playing Raid yet, click my link in the description or scan my QR code here on the screen, right on the screen right now. You're going to get unique bonuses worth $35, this epic champion, Jotun, and more in-game rewards. Play Raid, have fun. Look at Eugenics up. pro athlete spokespeople. It is it is so sad it's how Frank it's, Thomas, Doug Flutie, yeah, and on. featuring Frank Thomas. It, this is so funny. The article literally says <laughs> Eugenics TV spot on the range featuring Doug Flutie, Frank Thomas, and then you have to click on the article oh, to get to the third name. There you go. I swear to God, Frank Thomas, D- Doug Flutie, and and, <laughs> and I met by a man. I, I I wanted, oh my God! It doesn't have it on here. Wait, it's not just them. Th- it's a third guy. There is a third guy. Now it doesn't. Have, this has just them two right now. But no, why do dude. I feel like? Well, To To did an ad with them. Do you know? To doesn't count. Yeah, T- jacked. To is jacked. This honestly, To knocked that guy out in that street fight. What? Some guy like was outside with To, and he fucking just punched smoked him. him. Yeah, just put him down. Wait, just really? Put him down. Is this recently? Yeah, this is just like within two months. And the second he hit him, I was like, "That's my that's my wide receiver." I love I do love him. I love him so much. Look, pro golfer, uh, new genics. It's them two. It's someone else. No, that's Flutie and Frank. I guess the other guy I think we think is going to be famous is not. He's not uh, a famous guy. This is just like another guy that comes and says hello. Damn. To them. So it's just the duo, the eugenics duo, the eugenics killer duo. Also, it's new genics, new genics. It's funny to call it eugenics, eugenics? like Joseph Goebbels. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're Goebbels. You guys killing twins? We're trying to create the best version of an ex pro athlete. Doug Flutie is <laughs> sexually aroused into his sixties. I met the big hurt. I got to meet the big hurt. 
And as a Cubs fan, still was impressive. Didn't care. Was the man. I also, he's so- he, you know, he sucks. Well, I also secretly loved so many players. Tim the Rock Reigns. Love those guys. I too. mean, Big Hurt. Shout out to the Reeboks, the Big Hurts. <laughs> you awesome. Because those of us that couldn't afford Ken Griffey Jr. You got yourself some box. You got some. You went to Famous Footwear and got yourself some Big Hurt. <laughs> some Big Reeboks. Hurt box. I well, saw What's funny is my ex-girlfriend moved to California years ago. This is like 10 years ago. Yeah. And she was like being an actress. Christy Brinkley, right? That's who it was? Yeah, Christy yeah. She was doing some bullshit in the acting she was world. She National Lampoons. You guys might have seen her driving <laughs> next to the Chevy Chase. But she was an actress and she got a job at a, as, at a bar at like the Four Seasons or something. Mm-hmm. And she was like, yeah, this one guy is like, I don't know. He's like super aggressive. He always tells me how much he loves my ass. And like, he's like <sighs> trying to fuck me. He's like a f- baseball player. And I was like. And I'm the boyfriend in New York, and I'm like, oh, yeah, who is it? She's like, Frank Thomas. I remember being like, fuck. Fuck. Dude, not the big hurt. Let him have it. I know. Let him have it. Well, now you're his. (laughs) (laughs) He picks up the phone and goes, I own her now. Yeah, you do her. Can you send me a bucket of (laughs) Nugenics? So I could stay sexually active into my 50s. He was the man, dude. That dude, I saw him fall, spilling out of a golf cart at a celebrity golf tournament. And the guy goes, you know who that is behind us? So who? He goes, Frank Thomas. I goes, the fuck he is. I was like 12 or 13. He's like, I promise. I, I as fast as I possibly could, ran home because it was at a course near my parents' house. And I ran home, biked home, and I grabbed the Frank Thomas card. Obviously, didn't have a rookie card. Yeah, but you had a Frank Thomas card. Got to believe I had a bunch of them, and I made him were sign you, it. Did you go into it? like We uh, chased him down two more holes because he was gone by the time I got back. We, when you went to the house, were you like, it's fucking here? You know, like when they're looking for something in a it's movie? That, it's that and moment. And they're spreading everything well, around. My and, mom is like cleaning counter. She's like, babe, babe. And I'm gone before yeah. she can even see me. Like, Ryan Sandberg, get the fuck out of here. Right. Audrey Dawson, get the fuck out of here. And it's an old right. 80s music. Like, taking it to yeah. the street, taking yeah. it to the street, taking yeah. it to the And then you got it. Yeah. yeah. You're like, Frank, um, my I've little sister gets in the way things. i fall on her yeah. yeah i've heard nothing but great things. That he, he was, was very very nice he was yeah. super nice and he told me uh he goes uh years later you will speak to one of your friends i will have hit on his girlfriend inappropriately and yeah it was almost like he was a soothsayer i didn't get it at the time but he goes i bet you one of your boys girl goes, is gonna have a fat just ass let him know that ass was mine <laughs> and i went oh i was working in san antonio and i had that feeling oh <laughs> It was so funny. He was smoking a cigar, and even then, the cigar looked big. So, I, I as a kid, I thought, "How big was that fucking yeah, it's cigar?" Be cartoon. It's like it, this. it was a baseball bat. He was, was just yeah. smoking a bat. It looked like if me and you were just smoking a, <laughs> just a giant fucking thing of like, like if they handed us it, we go, "Here you go, kid." Thanks, man. And he just tosses the cigar. Yeah, he like, was smoking a big stove, and he held it like this, so it was it was really thick, and he had no problem signing chatted with us i even told him i was a cubs, cubs fan and he laughed and he said i'm sorry which i thought was pretty cool yeah but i met i got to meet at, at that at that golf tournament because of that i got to meet like a good amount of cool you know celebrities and grab autograph of uh lt lt was there dude how fun he signed with a big pen he refused to sign a card with a sharpie so he, he he grabbed a big pen out of his thing and signed it and i was like oh thanks it was so weird because you had to push so hard he like ruined the card yeah you're like cool you poke through yeah, yeah thanks LT. Dude, how fun it must have been to be an athlete pre-internet oh my come on a they, pro athlete i mean jordan jordan got away if jordan was alive today they wouldn't have gotten away with half the shit they would have they would have gambling him. stuff would have been front and center but having kids that you never had to talk to as a pro athlete yeah. in the 80s? Yeah. You're like, oh, I got a kid in Sacramento? Oh, yeah, we were playing the Kings. and uh, I'll swing by. I think I remember that. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And now it's like, 
he's got seven kids that he doesn't talk to. Well, like Sean co- Kemp was like, I'm never going to get in trouble for this. <laughs> no, and then he came out he's like, son of a bitch. That was our interleague basketball team for the comedy store. Uh, the comedy league. We were yeah. called Sean Kemp's kids. That's great. Because I played with three Seattle guys. So it was Sean Kemp's kids. Man. Got to. The one that always makes me laugh about the most kids is Scott Skiles. Scott Skiles had a bunch of kids? Look it up, dude. What? He's up there with Kemp. No way. Scott Skiles is up there just busting loads and ladies and different things. He definitely towns. did not seem like a guy that had too dude, many Scott kids. Scott Skiles, I'm going to look it up. I think it's something like five kids. What? Scott Skiles? Dude, Scott. Illegitimate, too. He's not with any of them. He just pumped them out, left them in the city he came to. Yeah, dude. He's a coach. Well, who was it? Who was it? Cromarty had like 30 kids or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, how many kids did that guy have? He couldn't name all of them. He forgot who they were. Maybe it is with his wife. I don't know. Uh, Scotty Skiles was running around. He was just impregnating his wife. We're, we're just making fun of the guy for having a, a big, yeah. nice family. He was a Mormon. What do you want me to yeah, do? Yeah. Well, that's, uh, what's his name? Uh, um, what's his name? Mormon quarterback. Uh, oh, uh, uh, what's wrong with me? Well, Philip Rivers is Christian. Oh, he's he got, is Christian, not Mormon. But, yeah. I, but he's got a fuckload of kids. Yo, he signed a deal with the Chargers where he like, they gave him a Sprinter van. That was like part of his deal. To, to be able to get his, his family around. around. <laughs> Swear to God. He's As, like, give me a Mercedes Benz Sprinter van. It's kind of a clutch deal. Yeah. And they're like, all right, fine. He's like, I got a lot of fucking kids. Yeah. Because at some point that you have to take two cars everywhere. That must be so annoying. When you get to two cars amount of kids. Gross. If you're not successful, stop. Yeah. Please yeah. stop. Cut it out. If you can't afford the car to take your kids around. Yeah. Stop or build a good family business and make them work for you. You know, God, that's exactly what I would do. Yeah, make those put those kids to work. Buy a farm. Buy a farm and put those fucking kids to work. <sighs> if you could have a farm, if you were a guy that quit from comedy, you could have a farm. Don't push me. I'll do it. Oh, fucking fantasy. What farm would you have? What kind? What are we talking? Almonds, avocados, grapes. I, I feel like I would grapes want are it. up north. Grapes. I could do grapes, Northern California. That'd be tight. I could Son- Sonoma Valley, but that's <sighs> packed. No, what do you mean? But you could be, but the but soda wine. Have you guys oh. had? Have you had the soda? Have you had the two? Should I do? Should I do? Um, yeah, but twenty twenty three soda, like Heineken double zero. Should I do soda's non alcoholic wine? I got it's, it's grape juice. <laughs> it's just grape juice. I put it in a nice bottle. You could though. People do drink this a lot now. You know this, right? This is a big market. There's a store in LA I went to, all spiritless spirits. I don't remember the name of it. It was on the east side. I know. I know what you're gonna I do. I love non alcoholic beer, but the spiritless it. spirits are shit. What the fuck are you doing? Dude? I know. It tastes bad. Oh. I tried it. We tried it. We bought a bottle just because I was curious. I was like, I'd like How to know it what it tastes like. like. Uh, it tastes like a candle. You know, it's got too It's like fragrant. It's got too much. Uh, there's too much, too much going on. Because what they're trying to do is distract you from the fact that there's nothing really there. Yeah. The warmth. Right. That unlocks the real you. Mm-hmm. That's what I like about alcohol. Yeah. You take that first shot and you go like, woo. He's coming. He's here. <laughs> He's on his way. He's in the room. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. But not alcoholic beer. But Connie drinks that stuff all the time. The NAs. He loves those. Love them. You like them. Love them. Love a Heineken Zero. Don't like Budweiser's. Don't like Coors. The stuff they put out. But Heineken Zero is probably the perfect non-alcoholic beer. Because it just tastes exactly like a Heineken. It tastes exactly like a Heineken. Where you're like, oh shit, that's a Heineken. Right. For the first time. I, when the And then one time years ago in Calgary, I met up with Burt. Bert was at the other comedy club. Now he does not drink. He doesn't drink. Doesn't Don't, like booze. Doesn't like booze. But he was at a bar with his fans and he was like, he was in Calgary and he's like, I was at the laugh shop. He was at Yuck Yucks. He's like, come out. The worst names, by the way, these guys. Can- why did Canada fuck it up so bad? Yeah, they're like, Yuck Yucks. Oh, knee slappers. <laughs> oh, you're going to come out to have a laugh? To 
have a laugh in Alberta, but they come come on over to tickle your insides, yeah, eh? to hehe's. <laughs> oh, it's Tor- the hehe's in Toronto. But they, Bert was like, come out to the bar, we're hanging out, and I was like, yeah, dude, I'm gonna tell you, I got a very low shelf life. Yeah, I'm, I, I like I can hang out at a bar for maybe like thirty minutes, and then I I want to. If you're not drinking, everybody's annoying. Yeah, you. Katie said it best. She goes, "Oh, you stay the same, and everyone gets dumber." And you're like, "Yeah, it That's fucking so sucks. Good. It sucks." But I went, and Bert was like, "Bert's the the best host." Yeah, he Just really is. Like him hosting anything, and he was like, "No, no, no, I'm gonna talk to the bartender." And he went talk to the bartender. He's like, "Do you have anything that's non-alcoholic?" This guy was like, "We got the best Clow Houster or some shit." <laughs> And he went and found it and poured it in a pint glass. And it was so good. It was so good that I was like halfway through. I was like, hey, Bert, are you sure that this is non-alcoholic? Yeah. And he was like, yeah. And I was like, and he goes, come here. And he brought me to the bar. And he's like, show him the bottle. And the guy like showed me the, and then I had like five of them. Yeah, yeah. I was just like, oh, load up another one. Because it felt like. They're getting better. Yeah. It's like anything else. We're figuring out the science of making it. It's, it's anything, anything that we had when we were a kid that they're like, Oh, for just figuring it out. Now they're getting so much better at all that shit. You're like, Oh, okay. Fast forwarding TV. Yeah. I remember as a kid being like, could you imagine if you fast forwarded through commercials? Yeah. And now you're like, yeah, that's what you do. So for me, it was rewinding. I remember watching movies with my best friend, Sean, as a kid in my, in my mom's basement, like we would watch Dumb and Dumber and a part that we would love, we would, we'd rewind it over and yeah. over and over and over again. So if we liked anything that was on TV, we would tape it just yeah. so I could see the laugh again. I was obsessed with watching a scene because I, I wanted to mimic the movements of their face. So yeah, I, yeah, that's yeah. how I learned how to do anything. Like in acting world, anything I learned was because I would just, I watched it thousands of times and I became obsessed with how they got the comedy beat out. Yeah. Like obsessed. It was like a little gross. Like the jokes. Yeah. You graduate. Well, you don't know that you're watching the jokes. You're just watching the funny part. Right. You're like, I want to watch the funny part again. But like in your mind, you're like, oh, that's the punchline. Right. That's the joke. That's what's crazy. I think about comedy right now is it's so um, profitable that people are getting into it that weren't like that. Yeah. That people would watch Ace Ventura and be like, yeah, whatever. It's funny. And then years later, they're like, I loved it. I loved it. And you're like, no, but there was, there's moments you're supposed to go to the bits. Yeah. They're bits, the bits, the bits. But I mean, we were obsessed with it when we were kids and now also I'm a little devoid. I sound old fogey syndrome, but I'm a little devoid of those things in film. Now, when I watch a movie, I'm like, man, they're just storming through the parts where you could like really zone in on making it so fucking funny. I haven't seen a funny movie in so long. When you finally see a funny movie. Yeah. It was like, remember how great eastbound and down was Jesus like just Christ. danny mcbride coming so out good. you were like oh my god yeah like that kind of guy that just gives you a feeling of like i want to watch everything this what guy was does. the last movie you saw that made you laugh in here we pour whiskey, whiskey. hey boys out there i'm talking to you hair loss is a real thing 42 percent, almost half of the men experience moderate to extensive hair loss in their lifetime it happens all right but there are options you got to help stop balding in his tracks cut it out receding hairline slow it down from going back the sooner a person starts treatment for hair loss the easier it is to keep the hair that they have roman offers clinically proven medication to treat hair loss they're going to help you out the comfort and privacy of your own home by the way they offer both prescription medication and over-the-counter treatments. They uh, also offer specially formulated shampoos, conditioners with ingredients that fortify and moisturize hair to make it look fuller and richer. Uh, I got to tell you, it's so simple. Complete a free online visit, then a U.S. licensed healthcare professional will work with you to find the best treatment plan. Medication is appropriate. If it is, 
Roman ships directly to you a discreet package with two-day shipping. The whole process is straightforward and discreet. Treatment starts as low as 20 bucks a month. Or on a quarterly plan, it's incredible. Right now, Roman has a special offer for our listeners. Use the link in the description to get 20% off your first order. Just go to ro.co slash whiskey today. That's ro.co slash whiskey for 20% off. Oh boy, oh boy, do I love Bespoke Post. They just sent me a brand new box. And people are like, what is Bespoke Post and the box of awesome, Andrew? It's amazing. Uh, What they do is they send you a curated box filled with stuff uh, that is from companies that are local and small businesses. Uh, Each of these boxes is valued around $70. You only pay a fraction of that. It's, It's a great gift, but it's also something to get for yourself. Uh, All you have to do is go to boxofawesome.com. You take this quiz and your answers are going to help them pick the right box of awesome that is right for you. And they release new boxes every month across a ton of different categories. Uh, I got sent the Carnivore most recently. That's American Barbecue Rub in the Carnivore Box made by the Great American Spice Company in Rockford, Michigan, baby. Uh, I've also had the Slash slash Box. They sent me a new knife uh, made by Bare Bones based out of Salt Lake City. And it's so cool to give a box of awesome to somebody, but it's also nice to get a box of awesome just for yourself. Uh, Each box of awesome, you're supporting a small business, which I'm a big proponent of. 90%. That's almost the whole thing. Everything that comes in your box of awesome is from a small and -and up-and-coming brand. It's free to sign up. And you can skip a month or cancel at any time. Ain't no pressure. I love it so very much. Genuinely, it's cool to get a box of awesome to open it up and see what's in there. I also just got new coasters from them uh, and new uh, new glasses, new rock glasses for your boy. How do you get it? You get 20% off your first monthly box when you sign up at boxofawesome.com and enter the code whiskey at checkout. That's boxofawesome.com, code whiskey for 20% off your first box. Boxofawesome.com, code whiskey. Ginger. I like gingers. I want to watch everything. This what guy was the does. last movie you saw that made you laugh? That was like really funny. Yeah. Fuck, I can't remember, but there's been a couple where I See, was but like, that bums me out. I feel like I should have, rem- when I was a kid every year, there was a few movies I was so excited yeah. to see. Now it's been years since I've seen a movie where like I see like there's movies that have great subtle moments of comedy in them. Yeah. Like that triangle of sadness had some really funny beats, but then also it was very dark. Did you see that? No. Oh bro. Fo- so good. The guy that did force majeure force majeure is also a great movie. Go see it. This like Swedish director. We tried to do that movie here with Will Ferrell and and uh, Julia Dreyfus and it bombed like it should. It was fucking bad. You can't take their sense of humor and make it ours. No, it's just you can't. It's just yeah. it's not ours. Yeah, it doesn't work. It's got to be our Amer- It's like it's got to be our cultural humor. When they tried to do really like British humor is so specific that we well, the office worked. It did, but they made, we made it, we really made it ours. Yeah. Because Michael Scott is such an American boss. Yeah. Right. Whereas Ricky Gervais did a perfect job of just being an asshole. asshole. Yeah. British guy. But I mean, Michael Scott was a guy that literally everybody worked for. That's why that show was so successful because every human on earth has worked for that guy. It's also translated. That's the reason that it's one of the most translated shows in every other. There's like an office Brazil. There's an office fucking Like did you work for a dickhead like that ever in your life? Like an office job like that? Oh, I mean, yeah. I mean, I worked in retail and fucking the service industry. So those guys are more, there's more of those guys in that than there are in the office. There's like a lot of shit, but like you get psychopaths in retail oh, yeah. and in the service industry what retail job i worked at bed bath and beyond Woo! And the, what's up shout out shipping and receiving <laughs> is that was you shipping and receiving dude i was so bad at working on the floor that they put me in the back they were like you just unload trucks and i was like <laughs> they're coming hungover yeah i worked at the radio station at night i worked 10 p.m to 3 a.m at the radio station so i'd come in tired 
and Bed Bath and Beyond. There, apparently, it sucks now, but this is like twenty years ago. Yeah, they would do a thing where you were like, you had to say hello to everybody that you saw in the store. Why you had to? You had Why? to be like, hi, can I help you? I don't know, but I didn't play that game, and I had my shirt untucked all the time with my name tag. And I remember one time this lady was like, do you work here? And I was like, no, I just like name tags. And she goes, oh, okay. And then she went and told my boss. And then they're like, you can't, you got to talk to everybody. And so then I, they just put me in the back and I started unloading trucks and that was way better. Yeah, by, by far. Scanning stuff, stealing it. I it worked was, at it Gap. Was, you worked at Gap. My first year home from college. Oh. I never went back. After that, I stayed in Arizona for the next three years, but I went home for the summer and I got a job through Banana Republic was hiring yeah and they took one look at me and was like you're not banana material that was when banana republic was because we're talking like we're the same age 20, 20 years ago yeah like oh yeah. two yeah so and they threw me home immediately did they, they're like go to the gap they're like you're fucking, a gap kid you disgusting piece of shit, shit. yeah they were like do you even know what khakis are and i was oh, like no my, they're dude, like you know what three dollar jeans are i'm like you better believe yeah. it they're like we i'd send you the old navy but we can't <laughs> we're full there yeah it uh, working at Bed Bath and Beyond was shitty to the point that I would get caught sleeping in the pillow room. Yeah, where he kept all. I would. I was the worst employee, but they just needed people. Yeah, and it was this one guy was like Michael Scott, where he was like he thought everyone cared, which is the dumbest. Nobody cares. He was like, guys, it's back to school. Let's get excited. <laughs> and I was like looking around at the other, and it's just like a bunch of old ladies and me. Yeah. And then like, but they were excited, weren't they though? Dude, they were so Fucking pumped. Amped. They're like, we're going to get the backpack display in the front. And I was like, catch me in the middle eating candy bars. <laughs> Cause in the middle where they have everything, I'd just sit on a ladder and eat candy bars. And I just try to take as many cigarette breaks. Oh, I got caught sneaking out to smoke a cigarette next to Jason's Deli. There was a Jason's Deli in Love the parking lot. Love a good lot. Jason's Deli, baby. Yeah, and that I was like, lunch for sure. Every day. Yeah, for sure. And I, and I knew the guys. Yeah. So I could go to their break area. I could sneak out the side, go to the break area next to their garbage, next to their dumpsters. Yeah. And I knew the Jason's Deli people. So they'd be like. They were the homie. Hey, what's up, dude? And I'd be like, nothing. Just walking up, lighting a cigarette. Just ripping grits on my break. Yeah. And then they'd come back and be like, Dan, we got two carts full of down comforters that need to be stocked. And I'd be like, oh shit, my bad. Cause I'd have to climb the ladder and put them all up top. Yeah. I sucks. hated it. But oh dude, you know what's so funny? I did work for a little stint at old Navy too. Really? Yeah. They, I usually like when you so, said that, I was so like, you yeah, served? dude, I served. Yeah. Stolen valor dog. Served an old Imagine Navy. I showed up in fucking, uh, in, in like in camouflage. In. Full thing. Full yeah. sailor suit. You go, I'm here. Where do, when do we, when do we port? Yeah. You go, that's, that's not even the right word. I worked the starboard part of the, of the store. <laughs> yeah. Retail, retail was, retail was really tough folding and, and doing all that shit. I like, cause all I want to do was have fun and, yeah. and fuck off. And so if you met a homie or two that worked there, it was like kind of nice to just like goof with your friends. But- How excited was it when you had a work friend oh bro my first my first one of my first jobs was at skolnick's bagels shout out they closed down probably because of us yeah me and my boy sean we would just fucking get stoned and i'd eat bagels and never ever ever make anything for anybody i would toast your shit and put butter on it but if you were like can i have a bagel sandwich with blah fuck that i'd hand oh, it off to some other dickhead i loved it i'm never Dude, making it pudge brothers pizza in high school me, Pudge Bros Pizza. Pudge Bros. Are they still open, by the way? I think there's I think there's a location or two still left in Colorado. But the one in Aurora, me and my friends worked at. Yeah. At the time, it was like me, McDaniel worked there. Did he? Yeah. McDaniel was a delivery driver at, for a little bit at Pudge Brothers. But we got good at making the pizzas. And it was like right in high school, we were smoking 
an ungodly absurd amount, amount of pot. I mean, yeah. We got we bought it from our manager Josh. It had sticks and stems, but we'd <laughs> yeah. roll it up. Yeah. Dude, we would get so high. And then I ran this scheme where I would answer the phones and I'd be like, Punch Brothers Pizza, and they'd like make an order. And if it was something I knew how to make, they're like, uh, let me get a large pepperoni and uh garlic knots and a two liter of Pepsi. I'd be like, our credit card machine is down right now. And the guy would be like, Yeah, I got cash. And so I would write it on a ticket. I would make it and then I would put it with the deliveries mm-hmm. and then I would just keep the cash. That's that. I love that so, shit. Like one in every like five deliveries. I was just pocketing. That's what I did for and that. Then I'd buy, it on, buy an eighth the chronic from uh, the guy that went up to Boulder. When he'd come back, <laughs> I'd be like, dude, I'm gonna get that good weed. Yeah. I got cash. I never like had money. I just sp- immediately spent it's, it on. It's weed. true. That's what I mean. I did. I did the same thing. I stole from valet. I, when I was in college at ASU, I valeted and it, I did book it a Beppo. So it would always come in groups. Cars would come in three, you know, for a party because it was a 25 table party. So I'd rip one ticket for four cars and I'd keep the rest of the money. Brilliant. Yee! Dude, Lou I stole Hustle. so much money from American Valet. Shout out American Valet. You're oh, probably not in existence anymore. Thanks for funding I fucking Andrew's comedy you career. Blind. Look what you made. Look at the amount of times I stole money from you guys and spent it on booze and drugs. Every time I got cash from them that night, I would call up all my boys and immediately be like, let's go. Ah! I was so excited, dude. The best part of capitalism is ripping off your boss. Yeah, dude, 100%. And that's why when I see these bankers get in trouble, I'm like, dude, they're just doing it at they're a level. They're just playing the game, dude. They're just doing it at a level. If you have a job, steal. Steal. If you steal. work for somebody, take from them. Please do. Because they're taking from you. Yeah. So you take from them. You take from- Everyone's stealing from somebody. Why not you? It's the best thing America does. Yeah. Is stealing. Steal. I mean, we stole the land. Right. We stole the people. Yep. We've been stealing since Culture. We're was stealing everything. Everything. Take, yeah. take, 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 take. Not my fault. Not my I'm fault. I'm just an employee. Take, 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 <laughs> take, 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 take. Not my fault. Dude, I, every job I had, I would fucking steal from. Bed, Bath & Beyond, I had Egyptian cotton 800 thread count sheets <laughs> on a dog shit mattress. Oh, on a mattress that's on the floor yeah, with no bed real. frame. No, not yeah. a, maybe a box spring. Maybe. And it just, you would think I was in an R&B video <laughs> in the fucking, in the sheets I'm sleeping. I stole from Silk. every job. Now that you say that, I've stole from every job I've worked at. I've never not stolen. Restaurant, I'm going to steal. Oh, bro, please. Rest- My first job was 15 at McDonald's. We got fired because we gave away and stole too much shit. Actually, Chris, my buddy Chris, the him and... Oh, I see his fucking face. Oh. Ah, you know, you see your boy's face. Yeah. But I know Chris, I remember Chris. I can't say his last name. I was about to say it. Chris and Chris and Billy, Billy, Chris and Billy. They got, they got in trouble for actually stealing from the cash from McDonald's. They got yeah. fucked. They got so, caught. So here's the thing about stealing from your work. Yeah. There are unspoken rules. Right. Don't actually steal from the register. Can't steal from They did. That's math. Yeah. You're going to get busted. You're going to get busted. You have to take- Steal product, baby. Product. <laughs> I lived with a weed dealer at Arizona. Yeah. I would- He would leave pounds. Yeah, I've been, I've been with this guy. And I would, let's say, I don't know, a new CD came out, because this is how long ago it was. Mm-hmm. Let's say a new out- Let's say Speaker Box The Love Below comes out. Ooh. And I want to go buy it, at, but I don't have any money. I'm a right. broke college student. Yeah. But my roommate- moving weight and i work at a radio station and people need weed at a radio station. couple of grams here and there so i go way out a gram maybe i weigh out an eighth <laughs> yeah. maybe even a quarter if times are tough <laughs> and i fucking flip it for a hundo yeah 
pack a couple packs of camels in that speaker box a little uh, below and i'll have it's steel it's st- steel guys everyone at home please steal you must you must you must uh and also right into the show tell me what you stole oh, <laughs> i want to know every because there's so many good schemes yeah there are people have such good schemes because jobs suck jobs suck so you need to steal. You got to steal. Keep your soul alive. Yeah, because also you got to think about it like this. The, the 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 bosses, the big dogs, they're stealing from you. They're stealing your pride, your time. They're treating you poorly usually. If they're not treating you that bad, but usually they're fucking you over. They don't give you health care. They do like, you got to get even a little bit. And also be morally just in your theft. Yeah, of whom if you take from. If it's a brand new business yeah. and they're really trying and they're good to you, yeah. Don't may, maybe lay off until well, they're successful. Or steal less. Steal less. Steal a little, steal a snack. A little snackies. Steal something Mom tiny. and pop shops, I feel, are tougher to jack from because yeah. you might know if the people. If you work for a corporation, bleed them. You have no excuse. Bleed them. You have them. no excuse not to steal from a corporation. When I, um, years ago, this fan... Uh, when I was on You Know What Dude with Bobby Kelly, this fan like emailed me because I was talking about Hertz and how much the fucking rental car charged, mm. blah, 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 blah. This guy emails me. He goes, listen, dude, I work for Honeywell. Use this code and you can get an enterprise rental car for fucking nothing. $20 a day. What? Fully insured. Still got that code? <laughs> he does. I gave that code to most comics in New York. Yeah. I, everyone was using it. The LaGuardia thought that the whole Honeywell home office was here. Because we would just go to LaGuardia and get a rental car and you're like, I got a fucking full size for fucking three days for 60 bucks. Yeah. So I would use it, use it, use it. And then pandemic hits and I go to rent uh, uh, Enterprise and I use the code and I show up and they go, we need your Honeywell badge. And I was like, what's up? Who's carrying their badge these Which, days, boys? Come on. When you're white, you have a speed where you go like, excuse me? Yeah. Um, I've actually used this location several times. Yeah. That's immediately our superpower. Right. Is you're like, ah, I think this is a problem. That's a little rude of you to ask for my badge. So this guy just kept, one guy let me. And then the next guy was like, hey, man, so I'm just going to tell you, Enterprise is on to it. <laughs> They're like, they caught, they caught every, I guess nationally this was a problem this wasn't just a me thing this right. was like everybody was spreading that fucking well code. sure once it's out what was it it was like i think i remember it was like 24 xlj or something you type in the code you know what it is it's in the front of your head i see it it's it's x z 24 hon yeah or reverse that it's one of those but that was pretty much it try to use it out there somebody Dude. at home <laughs> and finally i was like i I needed a car for a week and it was yeah. going to be like fucking $700. It's pretty expensive for a week. A hundred. And I was like, dude. And this guy was like, I can't let you unless you work. And I go, do you, is your last name enterprise? Right. Why do you care? Yeah. And the guy was like, I get it. I just, I'm going to get in trouble. And I was like, I ain't trying to get you in trouble. Yeah. And that's the other thing. I, I, I understand that guy's plight. Cause he's also like, look, dude, I'm this, I'm doing this. Just so I can do my other thing. Yeah, I'm, just, I'm stealing in yeah. a different way and you're <laughs> fucking this up for me. Because I got to help you steal. We both can't be stealing, dude. I go, no, help me steal. Help, Yeah, dude, it is. I used to give people burgers at McDonald's. If a homie came through, we'd joke around and then he'd be like, oh, I'll take one blah, 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 blah. He would buy like one meal, you know, like for yeah. five ninety nine. And uh, I would just go to the, you know, go to our sliding spot where, because, because a lot of times, I don't know if they do this, but back in the day at McDonald's, 
we would just have guys on the line during busy hours just make 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 yeah. make they're not accounting for it you always would see the slide yeah they're down. not accounting for each one it's just going to sit there but back when it was if it's not busy harder to get away with yeah if it's busy slide inside so i put four or five burgers in a bag for the crew but they would have to pay for one for, well they'd have to pay for at least one little thing but usually i would get my manager if it was a friend lie and be like dude we, i fucked up i'm really sorry and they'd be like what are you doing and i'm like I, I i fuck up they came back these people came back and blah 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 so they have to give them like a refund so usually boys would get away with paying like you know 98 cents or something like that <laughs> for like a bag so my buddy, filled with food dude i fucked that up i fucked up a scheme my buddy joel's brother worked at a hardware store a big one i won't say which and he worked. Home the, Depot. He worked at the lumber. He worked in the lumber department. Okay. And Ace is the place, baby. Joel was like, "Dude, we can go in, fill a shopping cart <laughs> filled with whatever you want." Oh my god! And then go through the lumber section. Oh, just and dip out. Oh and, yeah. And his brother Andy would be there, pretending to be pretending, yeah, and yeah. then you could get out. And I was like, "Fuck yes!" Fuck I was yeah. about to move to college. So I was like, I need this. I, need, I was I bought a waterproof safe. <laughs> Did not need it. I You're like a, I need a handsaw. I, dude, I bought. They bought it. They bought a power. They got a power washer that was like one of the most expensive like power two washers. Grand. Dude, yeah. he, I came went over one day and he was just power washing his driveway. And I was like, Where did you get that? He's like, Andy. He's like, <laughs> just take it out of the thing. But I filled a whole. I remember this clear as day. I filled a whole shopping cart like. To the brim. Overflowing. Overflowing. And then I had batteries in like the small where you put your kid or whatever. I had like yeah. small tchotchkes and one yeah. of them was the batteries. And so then you're supposed to pay cash. That was the thing. It was like, bring cash. Right. You have to bring cash. This can't be traceable. And I was like, yeah, I don't even have a bank card. So I, <laughs> I'm i like, I'm there and I'm scant. Like, dude, it's me and my buddy Mike and we have a full shopping cart. And my, my buddy's brother, Andy, is like, hello sir and he's like fake scanning it you know and then he scans like a couple batteries he's making he goes, them sound he's like boop, yeah. boop and then he he types something in the computer and he goes that'll be 8.99 and i go i don't have any money and i remember andy's face goes what and i go yeah. I-, I didn't bring any money and he's like an idiot that's the whole point. <laughs> and then Mike like jumped up with a $10 bill and I Here. was like, uh, and then dude, I got home and I got a call from Joel and he was like, what the fuck? Yeah. Dude? How did you fuck you that up? blow up our whole spot. <laughs> and I was like, spot. I didn't know. I don't know why I didn't think that. You're the guy that just shot somebody in heat. You know, he just yeah. like shoots that guy. You're like, I'm why like, did you do that? He looked at me weird. Yeah. We yeah. were going to get away with it till you I, shot the guy. I was Wango. Yeah. I was absolutely <laughs> Wango, Wango of that fucking heist. Yeah. Why did dude, you do that? I just remember Andy looking at me being like, you didn't bring money? The only thing like, you needed to do. That's it. It's all you need to do is bring the fucking cash. Oh, I love heists. I know. I kind of want to do it. It'd be so nice. I thought about stuff like that. Like if, if comedy just goes away at some point, it's like, yeah, it's not working out. I definitely would it rob will. a bank. It's coming. I'm going to rob a We're bank. We're eating too well right now. Yeah. Yeah. Dinner's going to run out. Dinner's running out. Well, I want to I rob a bank. So if you're in, <sighs> I would love to rob a bank, but I want to do it. I want to do it to a bank that's fucked people over. Like Wells Fargo. Remember when they got in trouble for fucking everybody over? Yes. Come on, man. Can we clip them? Ooh, I would love to <laughs> rob a bank. I have the voice for it, dude. You do have a bank robber's voice. Everybody get the fuck down on the ground. You don't know who we are. You don't know what we're capable of. Amazing. Don't look at me, motherfucker. I'll end you. <laughs> Everyone put your phones out. Put them on the ground. But I'll be holding up a sign that says... Hey, yeah. we used to be comics. We're definitely not going to no, hurt anybody. No, you don't say that. You don't say that. Because <laughs> then at one point we go, hey, Andrew, is this funny? 
Uh, like laying on the ground is cool. <laughs> you're, working <laughs> you're, doing, at it, you're working at a bit. We're doing bits. Yeah. Shut on the fucking ground, you stupid bitch. Is it funny if I go like laying on the ground is cool when you're having sex? Not when you know what? Never mind. Never mind. Go to the safe. <laughs> I'll work that out That's later. That's what we both be doing. I was like, is it funnier if I put them in the safe yeah. or if I make them get naked? I love the safe because it was funny. I don't know why. So to stop talking, I'm like, ah, my bad. I think most. I think most. Uh, criminals when they leave their 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 mark or whatever, it is always them trying to get a laugh. You know what yeah. I mean? When they always do like a little thing where they're like, yeah, this is what they do. It's always them trying to get one little bit in that they think is funny. So the yeah. cop, because they want one cop that's like, this is awful. And then one guy's like, guy's, they stuck a screwdriver up the manager's funny. ass? Yeah, it's kind of funny. I'm not gonna and told him to get screwed? <laughs> yeah, it's kind it's of funny. Good, it's a good wordplay. Uh, Chief, they uh, they took a bunch of Xerox copies of their balls and asshole. He goes, let me see these. Good Lord. Lord. <laughs> and then just the guy behind him's like. <laughs> One guy. Did you see his asshole? <laughs> He's like, yeah, Chief, we're on him. They left a big note that said everybody can get fucked. It yeah. was very funny. Yeah. I, be funny. If you're, if you're going to rob robber. a bank, please be funny about don't it. Don't hurt anybody. Nah, don't be an asshole. Pistol whip one guy, possibly the manager. And you know who it is. You see when, when he's it's the way the guy he, that denies all the black people loans. That's right. That's, that's right. Fucking, Pistol whip that guy. You give him a little right on the head. I'm sorry, but that neighborhood is not going to like people yeah. like you. Yeah. I'm sorry. That small business loan didn't even bow. Right on, <laughs> I'm Everyone get the fuck down on the ground. This is not a fucking game. You just got to hit the one guy. Oh, so so all God. those people out there, by the way, it, it's such illegal influence we have right now. Everyone out there that's doing some kind of scam or scheme. Right uh, in. Right in. Just let right us know. In. Let us know what you are up to because it would be nice to I know. I love it. I love watching a good scheme. Yeah, well, a good, a good scam is always kind of, you, you give reward. It is funny. When I watch those documentaries about like great thieves, whether it's like, you know, like great drug heists, it's just, it's so fascinating to, like, oh, we on the on the plane, I said to the pilot, I said, how long have you been flying? And he's like, 38 years I've been flying small planes of all sizes. He's like, I've done propeller planes to, you know, to yeah. G550s and all this stuff. And I said, you know, have you ever, did you ever come across long time ago, guys asking for, you know, a little bit of space on the plane? He's like, oh yeah, all the time. I was like, really? He's like, oh yeah, brother. Like, he goes, in, 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 the, in the 80s, he's like, you would constantly get, a friend of a friend who you'd meet at a party who was like, how long have you been a pilot? You know, and you'd be like two or three years. And he's like, is it pay well? You're like, not really. I mean, it's pay a couple bucks, you know, it's okay. It's not good yet. Mm -hmm. And they're like, well, how do you like supplementing income and yeah, there it is. putting a couple more bags on the plane? And he's like, multiple times he got asked for people to, all his job was, was when they loaded luggage on these planes. And by the way, the porters are doing this. Yeah. So they all work for, it's not him. Yeah. Pilots are doing check downs. He's totally ignorant to all that stuff. So sure. he's like, if the bag can get there from a third party and you didn't see any of it, you know, his whole thing was, if I don't have, I don't touch it, I don't know what's on the plane loaded by a porter. How do I know how it got there? So he was like, they would just coordinate with a porter that they knew that could put it in the butt of the plane because those go in physically right behind you. And he's like, you know. Dude. And I was like, did you do any of that stuff? He's like, I'm not sure. That's great. Yeah, what a good answer. He didn't know. What a good answer. I There's, didn't know it was back was, there. I had a couple good Christmases. Um, <laughs> there was. How do you think I my wife's ring, huh? Yeah. I don't know. You think my son went to UPenn because he's smart? <laughs> um, my half uncle. I don't even really call him my uncle, but he's my dad's half brother. Uh, super into cocaine in the 80s. Yeah, it was Big good, at, problem. Good, good at it. Big fucking problem. Um, went to helicopter school, learned how to re repair helicopters. That's cool. Lived in Aspen. Oh, that's very cool. Which is fly cocaine to Aspen. That's so cool. In a helicopter. 
in small points. Did he ever get busted? No. <sighs> Isn't that amazing? It's amazing that some people have those stories. They're like, yeah, I did it for like eight years. Never got busted. <laughs> yeah. Just dude. lived a good life. Yeah. And then that's why podcasts and documentaries are getting them all in trouble now. Yeah. They're like, <laughs> fuck. <busting> all <laughs> no, I know. But it is that it was such a common thing to give it a whirl because the security was so low. I mean, when you fly into one of these small airports, it is shocking how little security exists. Even today that you're like fucking i'm good to well, go it's rich people yeah rich people don't have security poor they, people have a lot of security. it doesn't but in the rich you people, see a regular line at the airport oh, that's like they're, they're like we're gonna make you go through every security checkpoint yeah possible we're, we're gonna we're gonna take off your shoes and your socks but like you're talking about like i've never flown private but people that fly private they're like hey show up you i remember it's crazy to to be to even be lucky enough to have done it once it, it, it's absurd it someone, just doesn't make sense someone i know was like this is like a couple of years ago came back from LA and they're like, well, I brought weed and they'd flown private back from LA. And I was like, you brought weed back from LA. This was before it was legal. Right. And they were like, yeah, I flew private. Yeah. You do whatever you want. And I was like, Oh, but now I thought you, you went to security like fucking LaGuardia and yeah. got on a private plane. I didn't realize there's the way, just a plane the way there. you had to get away with getting away with traveling with weed years ago. It was such an operation. They would sell canisters online yep. to try to hide it in old shampoo bottles and yep. all that stuff. I was so scared. The most I ever took back in the day was like a dime bag. I would take a little bullshit bag and I would hide it somewhere underneath inside 50 other things. And you know what's so funny is you realize years later, they weren't looking for it or didn't care at you all. Know who, They're looking for knives and bombs. You know who opened my eyes to that? Huh. Ari Shafir. Oh, well, that's absolutely the guy that would open something. Ari Shafir guys. immediately was like, what do you mean? They don't fucking care. Why would they? And I was like, oh, yeah. yeah, well, they probably don't. Since then, I've comfortably flown with the weed. Well, now, no, but it, it literally doesn't matter. I mean, you know, Los Angeles, you can leave with up to an ounce of Which marijuana. is on the website. Yeah. It's on LAX's website. Yeah. You can fly. I, I remember when it made the papers, it said one ounce of marijuana can depart from Los Angeles. However- It depends on where you're going. If you are going to a location where it's illegal, that's on you there it doesn't reflect like doesn't matter what if you ever had them. a bag checked when you land doesn't exist but if they have a do drug sniffing dog and it's in some weird you know you know like i went to uh where was i i was in uh, i'm trying to scan my brain i was in a place where pot was still like crazy illegal and i was walking around smoking a joint and people were like some dude was like are you smoking weed and i was like yeah and i was going into a bar and he was like i mean the cops, I mean, the cops kind of patrol these bar, this bar area. And I was like, what? Okay. I thought nothing. Yeah. I was like, I'm just taking a couple of hits off a joint. It's like, like if you went back in time and you're on your phone yeah. and they're like, what are you doing? You're like, I'm on my phone. And they're like, what, what do you, you're not supposed to be on your phone. Are What's you a, a phone? Wizard? Yeah. yeah. How's what your phone you, out of your house? And <laughs> yeah. you're like, oh, you, you see people like that where you're like, oh, you don't understand that weed is just. It's not a thing. I, and, and no one's ever going to get. And by the way, no one did say anything to me, but his reaction was like, dude, that's still pretty illegal here, which is nuts. Like I talked to my buddy who went to, he worked in South Korea for a while and pot is big time no-no there. Drugs in general. Can well, we were land yourself in fucking prison. That's what we, when we went down to, we went to a wedding recently in Guatemala. Oh boy. And they were like, don't do that. The second you land at the airport, they're like, if you have weed and we catch you, you will go to fucking jail. And that's I was like, crazy. Meanwhile, it's they're so like, beautiful here and there's so many volcanoes. They're like, we're okay with like sexual assault and all that other stuff, but yeah. you better not smoke pot here, pal. You can pal. move humans all you want. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If you have a joint on you, we'll fuck your <laughs> shit up. We're going to bury you. But it, it almost, dare I say, added, because I brought like a couple edibles with me. It and adds then I'd to the eat jazz. an edible and I'd be like, I'm a bad boy. <laughs> I'm so bad. <laughs> Oh, look at me. I'm so bad. But yes, flying with weed, I got, 
When I lived with Amir, when he was selling weed, I'd get aggressive about it because it was, you're just going through, um, metal detectors. Yeah. So I would just put it in a plastic bag in my pocket. I'd take everything out of my pocket and it wouldn't smell. Cause, and then I would just walk through a metal detector and be like, Oh, I got a half ounce on me yeah, it didn't and matter. go back to Colorado. But when Colorado legalized it first, it was weird because my mom lives there. So I'd go there and it was like the opposite of what we we're talking about where I'd be like, Hey, you know where I can get me weed? And they'd be like, yeah, the dispensary right, right there. The street. And you're like, Oh, do I have to whisper there as well? Yeah. Cause you show up. And at first Colorado tried to be like, Okay, we take this seriously. Where's your ID? I do remember line this. that line up. Me and Sean Patton went. Yeah, Sean Patton was at Denver. He was at um, Comedy the, Works. I was at Comedy Works, and he was doing like a private show or something, or reverse. I was maybe there for a private, and he was yeah. doing Comedy Works. And we went to a dispensary and bought weed, and we were and they called the guy the bud tender, and that made me upset. Oh, it's so stupid. It's like your bud tender's ready. I was like, Mizzy, <laughs> fucking dork. <laughs> But now it is. It's so commonplace when you go places that are still have it illegal. You're like, you fucking nerds. It's so out of touch, though. It's also like, well, dude, bank from this. The state's making a lot of money. And at least, you know, in California, they make fucking bank because they're just robbing these guys. They're giving yeah. everybody small business loans because they're like, hey, we'll give you a business loan to start this bullshit in L.A. We're going to tax the fuck out of you. And what they all learned was they're not making as much money as they used to. The state's making bank because they're robbing these guys to open up. You know what's so funny? As I said, there's all these brick and mortars to legitimize their business. I couldn't believe there wasn't just like weed carts. I was like, how is there not like how there's food trucks? How come yeah. there's not a weed truck? Just pull up like a Mr. Softy. Right. Just fucking hit the, hit the song. I was like, how is there not that version? Because we jumped to brick and mortar so fast. That would be great though to have like a weed truck and it plays Mary Jane on like that. like On loop. Mary uh, Jane. But the, but the ice cream version of it. So it's like, ting, 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 ting. You just hear the song and you're like, weed man's coming. Weed man. Mom, we, mom, give we, me 10 bucks, please. I want Maui Wowie. I want to that. Can I have one Maui Wowie? Can I have Golden Goat and a little bit of OG Kush? Yeah, because like what's crazy about New York is it's so corrupt here. There's so much bullshit yeah. that now they just opened a dispensary at Astor Place. But the other ones won't get opened because they want to squeeze every penny out of you. I know. That's like when you talk to someone that open has a restaurant or a bar or anything here. It sounds miserable as yeah. shit. They they're they, going to fuck you. Yeah, they can't get You can't get it done. Dude, watching the stand try to get their liquor license at first. Yeah. And they're like, ah, right, we got to do this. Ah, right, we got to do this. And everything was about liquor license. And you're like, oh, shit. Yeah, that's. It's a big racket. It's a great racket. The less you drink, the more you see that stuff. I'm sure that you're like, wow, there's so much of a racket between. Even I've seen it where I'm like. Man, the alcohol control that the government has on people and this country is fucking pretty impressive. I mean, like sporting events completely solely based around how how quickly can I get you to get drunk and go pee? Like, how can I organize these stadiums? Not so that you can have the best viewing experience, but how can you get the most concessions in your body? Yeah. It's very interesting to watch. We'll have someone come to your seat. Right. It's we'll give it. We'll bring genius. it right don't to leave. you. Don't leave. Don't leave. Don't Drink leave. Drink this. Yeah. Drink this. Watch this. I'm surprised this. they don't have pissers at your seat in stadiums now. It's coming. Yeah, it is, right? Like, like a... You know, on the space station or yeah, whatever, yeah. where it just sucks your piss. <laughs> you just put it on your fucking dick and you're like, zero gravity, fuck it. You're like, fuck, go, go bells. And then you fucking take it off. It's wild, dude. It's it's common. Um, By the way, there'll, there'll be an ad in 20 years that's like, did you or someone you know catch a disease from a piss sucker at Bill's Stadium yeah. in, did you, in did you, Was your urethra stained from a fucking Browns game? <laughs> but it is, uh, I mean, you just see like, like we're talking about stealing and thieving and shit. That's yeah. why whenever there's documentaries come out about like Wells Fargo or whatever, you're like, right. oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I would imagine if you got 
high enough up that you're like, well, I've been stealing from every job I've had. Why wouldn't Why I not? stop? Why would I stop now? That is true. Why stop if you're at the top? They steal the most. They're the best at it. Yeah. They're by Kurt, far the best. I think it was Kurt Metzger used to have the best fucking bit about, I, I think it was Kurt Metzger, might be someone else, the bit about playing Monopoly mm. and being the bank and mm. stealing from mm-hmm. it. And he's like, so imagine in real life, if you're a banker, yeah. of course you're fucking stealing. Right, right. He's like, Monopoly taught me that, of course, bankers steal in real life. Right, like, you have oh, yeah. it right next to you. Yeah, just take it. She'd be like, I'll take 500 and another Also, 500. the best part is, or you, or you, I saw guys do this that were clever enough. If When you're giving money to someone else. You palm when, it? Yeah. They uh, pay it out and they keep it in their hand. And then if you keep it in your hand, you just pick up your stack. I've seen this multiple times where I'm like, how'd you get that fucking money? If you're in good there, at boy? stealing, but it's with sleight of hand, you should get less of a punishment. <laughs> right if you got a, if you did it slightly yeah your punishment should be this which is basically what like the fbi did to guys like that catch me if you can guy what, yeah. What, yeah they, they literally just give them jobs they were like all right you want to work for us they do that with hackers all the time for sure well hackers are like they're like ah you fucking stole all that sony stuff what are you doing yeah what are you up to for the next you six to eight months yeah. oh you're in jail you work for us why don't you work for us and we'll fucking have a lot of money when you get out of jail <laughs> i would 100 percent do that if i was a hacker yeah just go hack something and be like want to know how i did that yeah pay me pay me put me in your version of jail which is like you know house arrest that's what most of them get i always house thought arrest. that was so cool in movies in the 90s they used to do that all the time where they're like i'm not allowed to go on the internet because i'm a hacker yeah hackers was such a great idea but then you you saw like the the then you would see like boards online being like, that's not actually what hacking is. It's actually very much more difficult writing <laughs> code shit. But yeah. dude, have you ever been hacked? You no, ever had a hack no. You know what? My you? boy Bobby Lee is hacked right now. His Twitter got hacked and they're selling laptops. Wait, so that wasn't him. No, that's crazy. People think that. Dude, he fucking can't get it back. I don't back. know Bobby well enough, but I follow Bobby. We can't but get it back. he would be like, four more laptops. I'm like. Bobby, what's going on? No, bud? dude, it's hacked. We can't get rid of it. And we've tried every we tried multiple ways to get it unhacked. We cannot get it done. That was his Twitter. Yeah. Oh, it's still makes... right today. It's still hacked. I mean, oh, when, by the me... time this episode comes out, it might have fixed it, but that we've... makes me feel so much better for Bobby. We've been trying. Because I was like, damn, dude, what are you going through, bud? Yeah. Because you'd be like, three more, three more MacBooks. It's oh. really sad, dude. Somebody hacked his shit and we cannot get it back. And he's brazen about it too. This guy's fucking brazen. He keeps being like sending people DMs where people are like, you're not Bobby Lee. Like we're trying, you know, you're going to get got, someone's going to get you. And the guy's like, fuck you. But like, the guy, he does not care. He'll DM people back underneath. People have posted it. It's fucking insane. Wait, he'll be like, suck my dick. I'm yeah. Bobby Lee now. Yeah. Look at me. Look at me. I am the I'm- Bobby now. <laughs> he is dude. That's crazy. The balls on this guy is fucking wow. But also they're so good at this. These guys that do this, they'll never get, he'll never get. No. But, uh, but sadly, they can I- fight. They're fighting children. Yep. They're fighting people that can't throw a punch. No. And also I think he's actually convinced a few people to buy that buy, which is really fucking sad. Yeah. we People do- are like, you're not Bobby Lee's like, I'm not, but do you want to deal on a MacBook? And they go fine. How much Ram? Yeah. But these people are like, I haven't gotten, I've never got my MacBook and they've hit, they've tagged me, even me. I'm like, what do you want me to do? Are you buying? You're buying a MacBook from a hacker online. Well, Dude. like, by the way, best place to buy your MacBook in the fucking Mac store. Yeah. Why Go you, through Apple. Why are you trying there, to get it on Twitter? Years ago. This is fucking like when we were all on guy code, when all the New York guys were on. Yeah, guy I remember code. all you guys were on that shit. Everybody. I mean, Schultz and DeStefano were the stars, but Gabrus, yeah. me, a couple of us, uh, Jermaine Fowler, Kevin right. Barnett, we right. would kind of pop up. And have jokes. So many dudes on that show. I it was forget. Crazy. It was crazy. I mean, they had Charlemagne, Lil Duval, Pete Davidson. They had like everybody. It was crazy. So 
they it, they wanted us to tweet live tweet uh, episodes. Right. I did not. Right. I, I was well, like, they didn't pay you for it. Yeah, but no. they were like, you got it. It was a good look. And everyone followed suit except me. I was like, mm-hmm. I dude, I can't do this. Because it just wasn't my energy. Right. I wasn't like, if a bitch gives you problems, do you know what you do? I was like this. I don't, it's probably your fault. Right, right. So Chances was, are high that you did it. Which they used, I think they used me in that way of being like, well, this guy's not cool. What's right. this guy's advice? <laughs> this is for all the real nerds watching. Right. But they were like, finally, I did two seasons of Guy Code. And on the second season, they were like, it was in the contract. They were like, he has to live tweet an episode. Yeah. And I was like, all right, I'll do it. And I was doing it. And Melanie Iglesias was on the show. And she responded to one of my tweets. And I responded back, like, as a joke. And then this guy was like, fuck you. You suck, like, to me or whatever. And I was like, thanks, man. Oh, yeah, bro. Joking around, being like, oh, yeah, bro. Let's take it outside or whatever. And he came back with my address, phone number, like, in one screenshot. Mm -hmm. And was like, do you want me to keep going? And I just wrote back, no, I'm sorry. I was trying to joke around. And then he deleted it. And I was like, <laughs> and dude, the, I remember the feeling it gave me on my couch. Where I was like, oh, I got the pants. I was like, I got, it felt like I got the pants. Yeah, in home. front of the whole, a whole recess. Saw whole your little dick. Whole school, dude. Yeah. At a whole prep rally. Fucking, t- I mean, fired back immediately. Like, oh, is this where you live in Queens? Jesus like, Christ. Ah, it is. Ah. <laughs> and then I was like, dude, I don't fuck with hackers. So if anyone's like, I'm a hacker, I'm like, dude, you could beat the shit out of me. Speaking of which, I had to pants my good friend, Matt Mitchell, years and years ago in front of the entire music class. And he was mad for a long time. Really? Well, class just got out. We were all leaving and I smoked him. I got, got undies, I got, you got undies too? Yeah, I got undies too. That was really tough because I sweatpants <sighs> and undies. But I think I... I don't think I did it this time, but I had a move. I could unstring you and get it. I could take, you know, the tie string. The Santino one, two. The Santino one, two punch. Pa-pow. I could string you and hit you and really work you good, dude. But I got (sighs) Matt so bad and his beautiful little penis poked out. And I would say five eighths of the class saw it. And man, it (sighs) fucked him up pretty bad. Fucked him up for a while. If you're dude. not having a good penis day, you're fucked, dude. Oh my you got god! Your little they tiny see dip, your little dude. pigtail. <laughs> oh. You're just your little hood sticking out, dude. Just, oh, just... he's like, no, 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 no. Nope. Yeah, I got him. Were you friends after? Yeah, but that took some repair for sure. That took a while. That what was year tough. High school is it? No, no, no. This was middle school. Yeah, yeah, it was tough. Junior high, tough, tough, real tough. To this day, I regret oh, it. I'm not gonna damn. lie. Because I got, I mean, I even did it to the point when like I was behind him and like even the faces looking up at the faces as I was doing it, people were like, oh, like they yeah. felt, I saw the sorrow in their eyes because oh. they were like, this is going to affect him. Depancing, dude. It was dope. It was so funny. It was, it was. How, how come chicks didn't depance other chicks or top? They didn't top any other chicks. Just flop they're going through enough. Out. Yeah, they're I, know, through I enough. know, I know, They're dealing with us. <laughs> I know. They're, they're dealing with us. Through. They're dealing with our little penises out. Oh my God, dude. How, when someone caught one, <sighs> depancing in middle school is like cancer in your forties. People are like, yeah, did you hear about Mike? He what got happened? the pants. Oh my go, God. Oh, did he go home? He's by himself. He's showing signs of it. Yeah, when you got when you get the pants, dude. How's, is he going to be okay? You're like, it's going to take a lot, but we're going to try. <laughs> he's going to fight. He's going to fight it. He's going to fight. He's strong. He's going to fight it. But man, oh man, dude, because I we had this giant hallway at my high school called Activities Hallway, uh-huh. and it was like freshman bench, sophomore bench, junior, senior bench. And if you caught someone in that hallway getting the pants, Ugh. 
Heartbreaking. It, oh, if someone just ran by, I was like, and just fucking got you. It'll change Especially if you were going to gym. So you oh. had like. You were oh. already ready to get worked. Oh. We had a guy, we had a guy that we had like volleyball in gym class, Mr. Gebby. And uh, <laughs> I was showing off. I was, I was showing off. Uh, <laughs> I, I knew how to jump serve. I just learned how to jump serve. And yeah. dude, it, this is out of a John Hughes movie. He was so pissed off because we weren't, no one was listening to him yeah. that day. And he had glasses and he kind of walked with like a, he had like a slouch to his walk. He was hunchy and forward and kind of like lumbery. And I'm not kidding, dude. He, Gabby was r- walking across. We were supposed to be done hitting balls yeah, and get sitting down. He's talking to people to sit down. I fucking jump, sir. Dude, as my hand did the lead to uh, crawl over, I remember smoking it and thinking, damn, that's right on Gabby's line. And he's walking and talking to people and it's end over ending. And I smoked him in the fucking face so hard. His glasses, poof, I mean, it was like cartoonish. They end over ended. Oh. And I landed and started laughing oh. like an idiot. Oh, dude. And imme- dude, he immediately. Did it make the ping? Did it huh? go- yeah, and oh. everybody, everyone was like, whoa, Santino, oh. you fucking asshole. Oh. He was also our JV basketball coach, so he hated me already. Oh, I smoked him so fucking hard. Dude. I, I, it just brought an image in my head when you were talking about Jim class. It just brought an image of like, I remember how hard I hit that guy. And honestly, the next day. His face was still had a fucking oh, red mark on it. Did you? I mean, he hated you the rest of the time. He hated me before. He hated me before because uh, I, because I was a basketball player and I had I had gotten um, bumped up varsity, but I also rode bench when I was younger because sure. made when you make varsity as a younger one, you're you're not getting on. Don't not matter. You got the unis. Time. I know. If you're a freshman or sophomore and you got those varsity unis, that's hot. But I thought I was hot shit a little bit. I was probably fucking. You know, sports, for some reason, you always get your attitude up when you're like, I'm better than this and this and this. Dude. And you're not. You're, you suck. But one also, the, he just didn't like me. We didn't get along. We, uh, one of the hardest laughs at someone getting hit mm-hmm. to this day I've yeah. ever had in my life was we, my senior year, I got into University of Arizona. I'd never been. It was fall break. I think it was fall break. You, got, you went inside on scene, huh? You bought. Went, yeah, dude. Oh. I went inside on. I was like, it's warm. It's good yeah, school. We gotta go. I'm going. My, it was either fall break or spring break. I convinced my friends. It was spring break because our baseball team was playing. Right. And our my high school baseball team, our senior year, won state. We were fucking sick. I didn't play baseball, but one of our best friends, Joey, was on it. And they were playing in this big national tournament in Phoenix. And we were like, let's drive. From Den for spring break, let's drive Denver to Tucson. My friend's parents were in Tucson at spring training for the Rockies. Yeah, cool. So we'll go to a bunch of spring training games. We'll see the University of Arizona, and then we'll go to this tournament game in Phoenix, and then we'll drive home. So we'll do like a loop. Right. It'll be like a, and we'll be back in Denver by like Thursday or Friday of spring break. So we'll spend four or five days. So we're driving down there. We bring an ounce of weed. It's in an Astro van. It's like an old school (laughs) 80s Astro van. We're fucking smoking so much weed. (laughs) We get down to this place. It's still in Tucson called the Candlelight Inn, Candlelight Suites. Sounds sounds high end. Shithole. One of those ones (laughs) with the doors open outside. (laughs) But there was a pool and my friend's parents were staying there. And so we got two rooms. We're loud. We got fake IDs. We're drinking. We're being a fucking problem. Mm -hmm. And... We're swimming one day. It's like 
the it's like Tuesday morning and we're out at the pool and we all were just taking bong hits in the fucking room and we're all laying and I'm laying by the pool and my buddies are there's like seven of us and we're playing with a tennis ball. Yeah. We're like fucking throwing it to each other. My friends, Byron and Dennis are playing and they're like, they're turning two. That's what everyone's doing. They're like, turn, turn two. two. And they're like flicking it up and someone's throwing it, fucking whipping it. Right. So everyone's whipping it. <laughs> and this Indian family owned the hotel. Right. Yeah. And the Indian guy did not like us. Yeah. Just did not want to rent us the room. Didn't want us there. He's right, by the way. 100 percent. Right. that guy's on the right he was he was absolutely the victim mm-hmm. and so we're playing we're fucking playing and i am high as fuck just laid up on this lounge chair i don't even think i'm in swimsuit i think i'm just in like shorts and a t-shirt just being like yeah just high as fuck and dennis and byron are turning two, and it the ball hits the water so it's in the water and dennis goes byron turn two, and like lifts it up and flips it byron catches it and throws it and the throw is off and it hits the metal pole of the pool mm-hmm. and then ricochets off and hits the guy who owns the hotel's wife's ass perfectly. <laughs> I mean, Santino the perfectly right yeah. at her asshole, like where her <laughs> asshole would be. And she's like going in the linen closet and just gets smoked, smoked. by this wet tennis ball. And I go, and I can't stop laughing because there's a wet mark right where her asshole is. And everyone's like, Soder, shut the fuck up. And I'm like, ee, ee. I'm like Bert laughing. Yeah. I'm like, in, I'm like in a fetal position trying to hide my face. Dude, I laughed so hard. It got us kicked out of the hotel. Oh, shit. She goes back to the thing and the guy comes back and he's like, what did you do to my wife? What did you do? to?" He's like, what did you do to my wife? What did you? Why did you do that? And I was like. Dude, we were just... We're just turning two, dog. We're just turning two, dude. Just a standard double play. Chill out. Standard, <laughs> it's a standard 6-4 double play. And we're like, dude... Pujols just couldn't get the catch, dude. Whatever, so it hit, dude. It hit someone your, else. Get on your first baseman. Dude, we, he kicked us out. He's like, get the fuck out of the hotel. Yeah. You have an hour to get out of He's the hotel. He's right again, this guy. Two he for two. He's 100% right. <laughs> this guy knew what he was doing. We go upstairs. We pack our bags. We load up the Astro van. We drive to Phoenix. We watched the game and we're like, fuck it. Game's over. One of our friends, his parents was out of town in Denver. Let's drive back through the night and we'll... Sure. Make the drive. But the thing was, is a buddy of ours was still down in Tucson. So we had to drive Tucson. Oh, what the fuck? I don't know. And then swoop back up and then, you know, I-10 to I-25. We're on I-10 right before Tucson. Fucking engine blows in the Astro van. So what you get... So we have to sleep in the parking lot of the Candlelight Suites. We got to the hotel where our buddy was staying with his parents. Oh, yeah, sleep in the parking lot. And then his parents snuck us in so we could sleep inside (laughs) because we all couldn't fit in the van. And then we had to go hat in hand to this guy and be like- Real shy. Will you please let us stay here while we we get the car looked at? (laughs) And he was like, no, you can't stay. But then finally he was like, fine, you can stay here. And everyone took off except three of us. So three of us stayed with the van while I got You fixed. owe this guy. Dude. You know what you should do at this point in your life and career? Send something nice to the hotel, the Candlelight Suites. I think it's a good idea. And be like, dude, and just write, I'm sorry about your wife's asshole all those years ago. Sorry for turning two. That's <laughs> sorry all for write. turning two. That's all I'm going to write. Sorry for turning two. Dude, he, I actually am going to look that up. I really, truly, I really Listen would. Listen, flowers. Because they were next to a sex shop. Uh, well, okay. This is what I remember. Okay. Because we were stuck there. I bet you he owns both, by the way. So immediately, three of our friends took off. 
immediately McDaniel and Dennis gone. They're gone. They're out of there. They got plane tickets home from Tucson. They got futures. The rest of us are staying there. We're like, we're going to stay with Mike. His van's broke. And then we were like, oh, it's not. And also we were broke. We like, couldn't fly home. Right. And uh, there was a Yokohama rice bowl in the parking lot. And then this, <laughs> and then this fucking sex store. Yeah. And I remember we all had fake IDs. So we go into the sex store or whatever. And, we're, and there was a fake pussy. Like one of those ones that's like. Who bought it? Dude. We didn't have enough money. You just used it in the store. So we were like, who's going to smash and grab this fake pussy? Who's going to steal this fake pussy? And then yeah. who gets to use it first? Well, and then those the, who steal, right? The philosophical argument became, well, who gets to fuck it? And then we we turned on each other. Yeah. The heist never happened. This is the problem with heist. Guys at home, when we talked about heist and stealing this whole episode, if you're going to steal, lay out these ground rules before you get to the location. You need to know what the split is. You need to know who's You need to know who gets what. to fuck the fake vagina first. That's, we were like, I guess, the goal. Dude, we were at dinner at Yokohama Rice Bowl, and we're like, like sharing rice bowls, and we're like, okay, so. Here's the reason I should fuck it first. Soder's the tallest. <laughs> They'll see him on the aisle. Yeah. They're like, but we just got to get someone aggressive to grab that fake pussy. Right. And then bring it on over to the candle. You can't suites. steal. You're too tall to steal. Too tall. I would have got caught. And we ended up just not, we ended up bailing on the whole idea. So then we get the van fixed mm -hmm. for four days. It was a blown piston. Piston blue, blue yeah. side of the thing. We are like, fuck it. All right, let's go home. And we're driving back to Denver. We break down in Santa Fe. Shut up. We break, the engine kicks again. This and then everyone's like, I'm going to go walk to get help. And there was from the ounce of weed. I remember this is the shittiest friend move I've ever done. And the ounce of weed. The bag that the weed was in, there was just enough for a corner, and they left. And the second they left, I twisted off the corner and I put it in the bong and took a hit. And they came back and they were like, "Shoulder," and my <laughs> eyes were cashed. And I was like, "Nothing." I smoked the rest of the weed. They were. I, I watched Mike, Chad. Who else was with us? I watched my friend Byron. I watched my friends get legitimately be like, "You're a shitty dude. You're a bad dude, man." And I was like, "But I'm high as fuck." <laughs> And the car's <laughs> broke again. You should let me hit that. You should let me steal that pussy, dude. That would have been good to have on the way home. Oh, just a dried, just with all of our dried cum <laughs> on oh, it. Fuck. Oh, oh, oh. Sodi, are you uh, are you touring right now? Yes. You want to plug some dotties? Yeah, I'm in hit Sacramento. I'm in Sacramento at the Punchline, February second through the fourth, uh, and then I will be in Vancouver, lovely Vancouver, the twenty fourth and twenty fifth. Um, as part of Just for Laughs, and then Salt Lake City, Wise Guys, dansoda.com. Love Salt Lake City. Well, I have so much fun every time I go out there, man. Go to dansoda.com. Go see the boy live. I love you. Thank you for doing the show. We end the show the exact same way. You look into your camera, which is uh, that one right there, uh, and you're going to say one word or one phrase to end the episode, cemented in history forever in that camera, number three, whenever you're ready. Oh, no, and number two. And number two, whenever you're ready, go ahead. Heist. In here, we pour whiskey, 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 whiskey. You were that creature in the ginger beard. Sturdy and ginger. Like vampires, the ginger gene is a curse. Gingers are beautiful. You owe me $5 for the whiskey and $75 for the horse. Gingers are hell no. This whiskey is excellent. Ginger. I like gingers.